Welcome back, everybody. Uh, day 10 of COVID for me, and now I finally am um, not coughing uh, as much, and I can actually talk to, uh, to more people that I really wanted to have. Uh, today, I know you've recognized him. I know he's without his beard, but you recognize that Longley Kirkwood, somebody who plays Mr. Buckley on Warrior, one of my favorite shows. Everybody knows that. Please welcome Langley. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me, Alan. Uh, it's it's my pleasure. Um, and uh, let's start off with this. You know, I was talking to Joanna on Friday, uh, and uh, you know, she afterwards, uh, <clears throat> you were kind enough to uh, to say that you're coming on. So the first thing that uh, that Joe asked uh, me to ask you is, uh, as Buckley, please apologize for what you did to the poor Penny uh, in uh, in episode ten uh, of of season two. So uh, we'll, we'll start with that. That's, that's her request. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, Joanna. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there we go. I'll apologize on behalf of Mr. Buckley. It was a terrible thing for him to do. God, he's a, yeah, he has his moments, doesn't he? He does. What, a, what, a, <laughs> what an interesting and complex uh, character. Um, you know, definitely one of the puppet masters and um, a person that we see, we see actually a lot of uh, kindness uh, from, and then we see, you know, a lot of political cunning and, uh, and things that, you know, we kind of are really upset with him for. So, um, uh, by you the said way, a lot of kindness, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far as to say you see a lot of kindness from him. We see pockets of kindness. We see pockets <laughs> of kindness. Uh, I, I think when uh, you know when when he's washing uh, the redhead's uh, hair, uh, yes. you know we see that and uh, we start you know thinking of him as a as a man with feelings. Um, you know when he's uh, touching the uh, you know the stump, uh, you know we see we see the pain there. So yeah. we we kind of get another dimension to the character, and it's not just somebody that you hate, but somebody that you understand. And then the hair definitely was intriguing to see, okay, what is that about? And I heard you were talking to, uh, to live about it. Um, yeah. I don't know if everybody, you know, who's watching my program has watched uh, that uh, Instagram live. So yeah. why, don't we, why don't we talk about it? Um, you know, because Buckley is shown that he likes redheaded, uh, you know, prostitutes, but we don't see him uh, having any, uh, any sexual acts. We see him washing their hair. Uh, yeah. Can you explain uh, to people why that is? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the audience were probably quite surprised that I didn't murder the poor girl for yeah, a start. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think the, the writers, you know, they 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 felt it was important to for people to see a different side to Buckley, and for people, you know, just to have an idea of where these weird idiosyncrasies that he has, where they came from, mm -hmm. and. Um, and the, the idea basically about the, you know, the, the whole concept of the hair and the, the bathing of the redheaded prostitutes um, comes from, you know, this, this the flashback scene that we, we see in the beginning of episode eight, uh, where he's, you know, in the Civil War field hospital. And, uh, and this kind of, I suppose, you know, representative of some kind of angelic figure in the form of this red-headed nurse um, who calms him and soothes him and kind of, you know, gets him through this traumatic ordeal that he's got to get through. Mm. Um, 
So the, the, the fact that she's got the red hair is, is the one thing that obviously sticks with him um, through that. But then obviously, just as the surgeon is cutting through yeah. his leg and there's that splatter of blood onto the, into her hair, which was, you know, it was, it was a very specific part of, of, of the script that that had to happen yeah. in that very particular way. You know, that is the takeaway that he has with him from that ordeal is that, 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 that hair. And I guess it is, you know, it was that idea of him like Lady Macbeth, just wanting to, you know, the out damn spot, you know, he's, he's wanting to just wash the blood out of the, out of the hair. So that's why he bathes them. Yeah. It was, it was so interesting because the I don't know again how many people recognized what was truly happening. We just saw, you know, redheads and bathing. We're like, okay, where, where is yeah. this going? And then you know, talking, uh, excuse me, watching uh, you and Liv discuss it, yeah. finally kind of uh, made perfect sense. It was one of my questions. So Liv, uh, if you're watching this, thank you so much for asking it. But it was one of my questions to uh, to find out the detail, and I. It's just, yeah. again, the, the incredible writing of making that particular thing happen, which made Buckley a lot more interesting and a yeah. three-dimensional character as opposed to kind of, you know, the man uh, who used to be in the shadows now is out in the public eye and he's doing all these terrible things to people. So it was yeah. very, very interesting. Yeah, it was, I think it was important for the writers to, yeah. you know, <clears throat> for the audience to be able to see a real kind of human, human side to him. Yeah. Um, softer side to Buckley. And that's what's so great about the characters that uh, Jonathan Tropper creates is that they are, they're always so beautifully rounded. Absolutely. Yeah. This is, uh, again, you know, uh, I love Billions. It's, it's another one of my favorite shows. And um, just like in Billions, same thing uh, with Warrior. You know, yeah. nobody is a good guy and a bad guy. You know, everybody yeah. is a complex character and you're rooting for all of them. And that's, that's why uh, all of the fight scenes uh, are, are so hard to watch. And I'm talking about the main fight scenes, you know, Leary versus Assam or yeah. at the end of season one, you know, uh, Assam yeah. versus um, uh, Joe Taslin's uh, character. Like it's it's hard because you're, you're rooting yeah. for both uh, and you just don't want anyone to get uh, seriously hurt. <laughs> that's basically yeah. how I watch it. So um, now I find, uh, you know, uh, kind of from the life perspective, because you're very athletic. Uh, I don't know if people know that uh, you're an Ironman athlete. And yeah. uh, I think uh, you placed ninth, uh, you know, one year uh, in, the, uh, in the sport uh, in yeah. South Africa. So um, being, having to play Buckley, who, uh, you know, uh, is, is cut off uh, at, you know, one leg, you always yeah. have to limp. And then you're around all of these guys who are training every day to try to yeah. do something athletic. What was that yeah. like just from a personal perspective saying, this yeah. is, you know, you know, this sucks. I want to play too. I can do stuff. Yeah. It was, well, it was, yeah, there were, there were, I suppose there were both elements to it. And initially it was, it was weird being one of the few characters on what is predominantly, you know, it's a drama series, but it's an action drama series. Yeah. And, and almost everyone on the show, except me, gets to fuck someone up at some stage. I know. And, 
and uh, and gets to be physical. Um, you know, I suppose the one the, the one part of that you know, where I, I suppose I, I was able to vent the frustration of not being involved physically in the way that the others were is that um, you know there there is a, a serious physical challenge to um, to playing someone who is physically handicapped, mm -hmm. and I wanted to 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 get that right. And um, I mean, you talk about the being an Ironman athlete. I've been passed um, on the bike before during an Ironman uh, by a handicapped, physically physically handicapped person with one limb, wow. with one leg, okay. who was powering past me on the bike. Um, so. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I understand, you know, just how mentally strong a lot of physically handicapped people have to be yeah. just to go about the day to day tasks of, of, of doing the things that we all take for granted. Mm -hmm. And I suppose out of respect for, for handicapped people, I felt that it was important to get that physical part of the performance right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, and production were really helpful with that. They were able to build me, uh, uh, constrictive casts, uh, so that I wasn't able to move my limbs, uh, properly yeah. or my limb, yeah. uh, properly. Um, and, uh, so there were devices like a carbon fiber ankle brace, mm -hmm. uh, which basically prevented any kind of ankle movement, which really helped with the limp. And, and then also had, you know, kind of uh, splints put on a, a, around the knee as well, so that it would emulate mm -hmm. uh, the prosthetic limb that, that, that Buckley walks around with. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and thank you for- yeah, It was frustrating not being able to get into the dojo yeah. with the other guys and do all that fun stuff. Uh, yeah. And uh, um, uh, for, again, thank you for uh, for mentioning that because that was one of my questions of what did you do? You know, some actors uh, are going to how do they remind themselves that they have to limp? So you know, this this was a helpful thing that the production yeah. uh, did for you. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, knowing just the uh, the body mechanics, right? And we're always told even if we if even if something hurts to walk straight because it's going to be putting pressure on your uh, back, on your hips, on your knees, on the whole kind of uh, dynamic of the body. So yep. as you were doing this for two seasons, did you find uh, anything kind of getting misaligned? Uh, did you have to uh, you know, make sure that you're doing exercises and keep, uh, keep your body uh, proper when you were not shooting? Uh, any, any issues you ran into? Yeah, I, th I think because I exercise quite a lot on a daily basis, yeah, I'm aware of when things are out. And yeah. I think, you know, as long as you're stretching properly afterwards, like with anything, I, I, I tend to to be able to feel mm. if something is out. If something is out, I, I, yeah. I usually go to a chiropractor or a sports, a sports physiotherapist who does chiropractic adjustments. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did they have anybody on set? Uh, I know they had a lot of, you know, physio uh, people. Yeah, no, I was, uh, you know, it, it was never, uh, I think, I think if my work days, if they, if my work weeks had been heavier than they were, the scheduling, they were always really good to me in terms of the mm -hmm. scheduling. I didn't have, you know, some of the actors had crazy weeks. 
Yeah. I never had crazy weeks. They were able to always kind of, my weeks were, I, I was just, I guess, really lucky. I mean, I'm amazed that, that Andrew Koji was able to, to get through some of those weeks where yeah. we were shooting, you know, we were doing something called double banking where we were basically, I don't know if the other actors have spoken about it at all, yep. but it was, yeah. So it, it was, it was crazy where you're shooting kind of multiple episodes with different units on the same day and being kind of rushed from one unit to the other. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I don't know how, you know, Koji got through all that, but he did. It was, he was like a superhuman. It was amazing. Yeah, and uh, I'm happy that, you know, for his uh, sake, I'm happy that that happened at the end of season two because uh, he had time to kind of work up to it. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we can all see the uh, the shape of the people change from season one to season two. Everybody got a lot, you know, fitter uh, yeah. at the end of season two, but that's, that's, uh, it's huge, huge kudos to, uh, to the guys who were doing double banking. I think uh, at the end, you know, four, four episodes were basically shot at the same time or so. So, yeah. you know, the guys, you had three or four lots at the same time going yeah. on. It, it was ridiculous uh, in terms of the amount of work you guys had to do. Yeah. Um, and you're from, uh, you're, I think you're the only, I don't know if you're the only one in the cast, but uh, you're the only one that I know of that, uh, that is from South Africa, that is in Johannesburg. Um, so the only regular in the cast, um, yeah. because obviously we shoot here. So a lot of the actors on the show, sure. uh, a lot of the guest stars are South African. A lot of the recurring characters in the show, you've got, uh, you know, the Chinatown squad guys, you've got yeah. um, Rob Hobbs and you've got Nick Pauling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got Kenneth Fock who plays Jacob, you know, I'm in Cape Town, uh, and Nick Pauling is based in Cape Town, Rob Hobbs and Kenneth Fock are based in Johannesburg. So they, you know, they, they would fly down when they needed to work. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, uh, there are a lot of, there are a lot of, uh, the show's been, been, it's been good for, in terms of the industry here, in terms of actors being able to showcase themselves on an international stage. Yeah. Uh, which is which has been good yeah yeah and um i, I kind of uh, dives into another question that i had for you which is hmm. how did this opportunity come about for you i know you were on banshee so yeah. is it through those connections with uh, with jt that this one uh, arose as well yeah okay yeah totally i mean it was so i mean what had actually happened in terms of my where i was um I kind of, you know, wanting to, on the back of Banshee, obviously I shot Banshee in the States and that was um, in, in 2014. And we shot that season, you know, the first three seasons they shot in, uh, in North Carolina, um, in Charlotte or in and around, around Charlotte. Um, and then they moved to Pennsylvania for the final season, by which time I was already dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Spoiler alert! Yep. Uh, but but that had kind of that that opportunity there had uh, created you know relationships and opportunities for me to stay in the states and work in the states for a while, mm-hmm. which I did. And um, and then uh, in 2017, beginning of 2017, I moved back to South Africa. My kids had basically said, "Right, we've had enough. Uh, get your ass home." Okay. And um, <clears throat> And so I did come back and I was busy shooting a feature film at the time, which 
we we shot over a period of four years mm-hmm. uh, it was called, a film called Mia and the White Lion and it was about a relationship between mm-hmm. a young girl and a, and a lion uh, shot mm-hmm. with the backdrop of the canned lion hunting uh, industry which is a, a, a big industry that we have in in South Africa which is I mean it's legalized shooting of, of it's like shooting fish in a barrel mm-hmm. but it's lions and you know lions get get hunted in wire enclosures and people come around come come here from all over the world and pay fifty thousand dollars to shoot a lion uh and it's a barbaric practice and the film was basically to you know to raise a global awareness about it and try and put pressure on the south african government to illegalize it but i've gone off on a complete tangent here but what it was getting to was that i was about to start work on one of those blocks uh and um, and I knew that JT, who obviously I knew from Banshee, um, I knew that he was coming to Cape Town to shoot a pilot. Mm-hmm. And um, I was about to go up and shoot another block of a Malayan film, and I, we weren't going to be in town at the same time. And um, yeah, I, I dropped him a I dropped him an email because my dates changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, on my Lion film, and I knew that there was going to be there were going to be a couple of days where we overlapped uh, when we were in town at the same time, and uh, and I just said, hey man, I'm probably going to be in town at the same time as you are. It'd be great if we could get together for dinner. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he immediately emailed me back and said, can I call you? And I I, uh, I said sure, and uh, he did, and um, he said, listen, I had uh, written this. Uh, part in the in my pilot with you in mind and um i checked with your reps and you were unavailable because of this lion film that you're doing but if your dates have changed it would be crazy for you not to be able to do this just you know because of a you know a few days here or there so i'm gonna send you a script and uh and some sides and maybe you can just you know put yourself on tape over the weekend and if you're interested and uh, and send it back to me. And that's exactly what I did. Um, I taped that weekend, I sent it off and, and I, I got an offer on the Monday. Wow. And, um, and, and they were able to make the dates work. I, had, I think I had like five days in town while they were shooting the pilot mm-hmm. and they, they shot me out in those first five days and I was able to go and finish my movie. And then, you know, the new year rolled around and we went into production for the rest of season one uh, so so yeah it is it was it was kind of it it was a lovely moment for me you know I mean so much so many so many relationships you know kind of work great working relationships do end up lasting you throughout your life and you you know you, you if you like working with people you tend to work want to work with them again and again yeah. Um, but it was also a nice affirmation for me to come coming home and almost deferring my Hollywood dream, if you will, and coming home to be with my family and immediately being given this kind of gift, which was like a pat on the back by the universe to go, well done. Yeah. Well done, buddy. You made the right decision. And, and here you go. We're going to throw you a bone. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's wonderful. Um, absolutely. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of universal messages uh, there and um you know, going back to uh, to the movie that you referenced, the Lion movie. Uh, yeah. You know, watching your demo reel, that's where I saw it. 
And yeah. I paid attention because you were you're in the scene with one of my favorite actresses, Melanie Laurent, uh, yeah. who is wonderful. I love, I love, love, love her work. So she's uh, so funny. She's one of the funniest human beings I've ever met in my life. She's she's fun. she's deeply funny. And yeah, I, I was lucky enough to to play her husband for four years. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Um, and then again, going uh, going back to Warrior. Um, by the way, you, you've mentioned chiropractor. That's the, one of the things like that and haircut. Those are the things that I've missed uh, during, my, uh, during my COVID isolation is that I cannot go and get an adjustment, which I definitely need. Because right. during, during COVID, you're told, hey, you need to be active. You need for your lungs yeah. to work. So I've been on my treadmill, you know, walking and getting my 10,000, you know, steps. And yeah. uh, I know my body needs an adjustment. Uh, and it's like, you know, day 10. So I think starting tomorrow or, you know, Friday, I can actually go and get adjusted and I can go and get a haircut and start looking like a normal <laughs> person again. So counting the hours, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness. Um, yeah. Are you so, stretching? Are you getting uh, enough stretching in? Because I find that really helps with the back, man. That, that's if I don't stretch. Especially with the, with, with, I find with my glutes, stretching my glutes and my hips. If I don't do the glutes and the hips, my lower back goes. It's kind of like clockwork. I'm not. So thank you for the reminder. I'm not. Um, I I did used to do kind of a, a quick yoga, um, you know, few yoga exercises every morning. Yeah. Stop doing that. I don't know why. So um, um, right. once we're done, I'm gonna go and start doing them again. But yeah, I. I need to stretch. I know I've had some sciatic, you know, you and I are two years apart. You're, you're just a couple of years older. You're, we're yeah. both in April, by the way, I'm April 25th. Ah, yeah. Oh, wow. You're a Taurus, like my brother. Yeah. You're, you're an Aries. Uh, you're kind of the tail end of the Aries and I'm the young Taurus. Um, yeah, man. But I, it's, I, I know in terms of, in terms of the age, like, I don't know when it happened, but at some point, you just know that if you're not exercising, if you're not stretching, if you're not getting your body working, everything yeah. starts to feel much, much worse. So, uh, dude, this getting old thing, it's so shit. <laughs> it's, it's really shit. It's awful. It is. It's, um, yeah, we, we, it's, it's uh, I guess, uh, yeah, we take so much for granted when we're younger. Mm -hmm. And, and we think we're immortal. And then suddenly, I don't know what happens, man. We kind of get to, I guess it was, it was really, it was kind of like overnight, straight yeah. after 40. Yeah. Everything starts to, it seems to start falling apart. Your eyesight starts going and you have to wear glasses. Yep. You have to ask people to speak up a little more. And, <laughs> and yeah, the, 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 the back goes and the, everything starts just creaking. Like we need someone to come in and give us a little grease. Yeah, yeah. Once in a while, and I guess that's what the chiropractor is for. It's like a little, little oil. Yeah, and uh, I noticed because I spend a lot of time in front of the computer. You know, uh, uh, when I'm not doing the show, I'm in front of the computer because that's what pays the bills. I do IT and right. HR consulting, and yeah. basically, I've noticed that my body is literally kind of shutting down. If I don't wake up, get on the treadmill, get my you know half an hour, forty minutes and then do yep. that again, uh, you know, throughout the day, the, yep. the inactivity is just killer. And yep. I, I learned very quickly that I have to do it. Otherwise I 
field 80. And that's yeah. just the wrong way to go. And uh, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, maintenance. It's just maintenance, man. You got to do it. You got to. Yeah. It's the. Uh, you so got to pay I, the rent. I the, right, right. You know, we we it's it, it has to be a part of it. It's like it's no longer it's no longer a nice to have. It's a necessity. Otherwise, it just doesn't work. Yeah, the, the the one nice thing about COVID, if I can say anything was yeah. nice, is that I'm getting closer yeah. to uh to uh, Koji's uh, season one abs because I lost about six pounds uh, during it. So wow. I'm I'm getting closer. Not season two. I'm not there, but season one, <laughs> getting closer. <laughs> So yeah, by the time by the time Koji uh, comes on, I've invited him a few times. By the time he comes on, if I if I continue on this trajectory, you know maybe I'm yeah. gonna show my apps. We'll we'll find out. I, I still have another you know seven pounds to go before I get to that point. <laughs> and you're in Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah. Which so it's uh it's what it's it's uh, freezing. It's 32 uh, Fahrenheit right now in Chicago. So zero Celsius. Uh, that's that's my wow. temperature at the moment. Is it? As is it? I mean, is there is there snow on the ground outside? Is it? Uh, or is no. it just icy? Yeah, a little frost. Uh, right. Not that I was going <coughs> going anywhere, but yeah. it's a little frost. We we had our first snow of the season. Uh, that was uh, about a you know three weeks ago or so. But right. I know it's gearing up, and we're we're about to kind of uh, get into the white Christmas uh, time, which okay. you know I love it. Uh, I yeah. it doesn't it doesn't snow in uh, in South Africa, right? I don't think uh, certainly not at Christmas time. No, we uh, obviously in the southern hemisphere, and uh, I don't know. You can uh, share with your audience that uh, I was late by over an hour for this because I'd gone to the beach. <laughs> And I'd fallen asleep on the beach. So uh, apologies again. I feel awful. No. So unprofessional. And, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, we're in the middle of summer here. So it's, um, it's one of those weird things like, you know, when I, my, my, my girlfriend's sister-in-law is American. And, uh, and so, you know, she's getting like Christmas decorations, uh, American style Christmas decorations, which obviously have a winter theme. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, we, we, I suppose it's, 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 it's all different here, but, uh, you know, we obviously <laughs> celebrate, people celebrate Christmas here, but it's, it's done slightly differently. Um, yeah, you're in the middle of summer. Um, yeah, but we do actually do, we do get snow in winter. Uh, in fact, I mean, where I'm sitting right now, I'm looking out the window and there's a, a mountain range that is in, in winter often covered with snow. So... Nice. So we do, we do, we do have snow in Africa, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and yeah. uh, but just not at this time of the year. Uh, I'm I'm going to be uh, showing how terrible I am with uh, with geography, but Mount Kilimanjaro isn't that in Africa? It is. So that's up in Tanzania. Okay. Um, which is uh, you know right next door Kenya, and mm -hmm. the two biggest mountains in in Africa are both volcanic mountains, and they are Kilimanjaro and Mount Kenya. And okay. those, both, of, both of those mountains actually have snow. They're covered in snow all year round, yeah. even though they're on the equator because they're so high. Um, and, uh, but we are obviously quite far, quite a lot further south. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
My uh, my friend uh, went to South Africa. He studied there. Um, I think he was there for three or four years, and then he couldn't get the visa to stay, so he had to uh, he had to go back. Uh, he was really sad because he loved oh, it. Man. He loved yeah, it. Yeah, look, we're, we are a complex country uh, with with our fair share of challenges. Yeah, um, and and quite an interesting you know mix of first world and third world. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it is an amazing country and, uh, you know, very worth, worth visiting. Um, <clears throat> so if you ever do get the opportunity to come, I would suggest you do. Absolutely. It's cool. uh, it's, it's I've never been to Chicago. I've always wanted to go to Chicago and, you know, go and, go and get to see some, some, uh, some theater, uh, this one of, you know, some, a very famous theater company based in Chicago. Yeah. That, Steppenwolf, it's Steppenwolf, right? Steppenwolf Theater, yeah. Uh, yeah. We have a lot of theaters, you know, the Goodman Theater, Steppenwolf. Uh, yeah. There is a huge improv scene again right now. You know, the theater is shut down. But yeah, yeah uh, hopefully next year as things uh, start getting back to normal with, uh, you know, vaccines coming, um, hopefully theater is going to start opening up. So uh, the best yeah. time to come to Chicago, in my opinion, uh, yeah. is uh, is in kind of September uh, time frame. It's okay. no longer, you know, hot and humid. It's just really, yeah. really, really lovely. So, uh, okay. you know, hopefully... So fall, is, fall is a good time to visit Chicago. Yeah, fall or late spring. You know, those are those are beautiful. Um, and so, does yeah. it, is it, it's, I always, I, I forget, it, the Windy City, is, was that a way, that was a ref, ref, referral to the, the windy, windy wind made by the politicians rather than the, yeah. the weather. It's, it's true. Um, we're very flat. So Chicago, yeah. you know, there's no elevation. There are no mountains. There's nothing. Uh, yeah. There is a wind tunnel effect because you have the lakefront and you have the really tall buildings. So between yeah. the buildings, there is wind. But it started during the right. World's Fair in 1812 when, you know, Chicago right. had the great Chicago fire and they needed you know, they rebuilt and they wanted the world to come back and see it. So they sent their politicians to Washington to lobby for it. And they were so, uh, so exhaustive that uh, there started to be this, uh, the definition of the, they're full of hot wind. Uh, right. and Chicago became the windy city because yeah. of the politicians. So um, it's one of the first things that you actually uh, get to hear about when you come to Chicago eventually. Please let yeah. me know. I'll take you around uh, the uh, the area. But we'll we'll go on um, on the uh, river cruise uh, because there is the architectural tour, which is gorgeous. Chicago is so beautiful because we have really diverse architecture, and right. you know that's one of the first things that they talk about is you know how windy city the name came about. So most yeah. people don't know what you knew, uh, having never visited Chicago. Good on you. I was a big history buff at school. <laughs> and I yeah. almost, I almost ended up in South Africa. Uh, it wasn't, you know, it's, it wasn't that close. But yeah. when we were going through the immigration, uh, you know, Ukraine is where I was, uh, was where I was born, and yeah. uh, we we went to Austria in order to kind of through Austria to Italy in order to come to the United States. So that was right. the, part of the immigration process, uh, you know, as refugees uh, uh, going out of uh, the former Soviet Union. And yeah. when we were in Italy, there were people lobbying us to, uh, to go to South Africa instead. Uh, wow. So some people were saying, you know, go to Canada. Some people were saying go to Israel. 
you know, United yeah. States, obviously, um, and then South Africa. There were people saying, hey, you need to go to South Africa. You're going to have a far better life. This was 1989. So I remember my dad actually thinking about it and yeah. uh, saying, would it be worth for us to, uh, to go to South Africa instead? Um, yeah. So there was a possibility that I, that I would have ended up in South Africa. Wow, man. Yeah. You could have um, been neighbors. Could have been. Yeah, it's, it's a tiny country. Right? <laughs> yeah, we could have been neighbors. Relatively speaking, it is. I mean, it's, you know, compared to the US, it is. We have a, a population of around 60 million. Yeah, it's so, sizable, but yeah, uh, we're, I think we're at three, 330 or somewhere in there. Yeah, um, yeah. but you're, I, you're bigger than Canada. I think Canada is, uh, is less than 50 million uh, people. Yeah, we are obviously not geographically as big as Canada, but, but in terms of population, yeah, we are. And I mean, there is a, there is a, a <coughs> we also do have a lot of, uh, of undocumented yeah. uh, immigrants because a lot of people who are fleeing war-torn countries or just uh, kind of poverty in other parts of Africa do come to down to South Africa and you know because I suppose in many ways it is the the America of of Africa and that it's it's we are we are the, the wealthiest uh, you know one of the wealthiest countries and certainly have um, kind of I suppose the best working infrastructure mm -hmm. out of African countries so a lot of people do come here uh, looking looking for seeking work and uh, and seeking asylum political mm -hmm. asylum yeah understood by the way i just uh, looking uh, looking a little past you i just noticed the crystal that's a very beautiful crystal ah that's behind me yes there it is and uh, yeah what have we got there we've got we've got a bronze sculpture which is made by my girlfriend as well i don't know if you can see it wow. over there in between the pot plant and the crystal mm -hmm. uh, my girlfriend Sarah is a uh, she's an artist and a sculptor. In fact, uh, yeah, it's worth checking out her uh, her Instagram. Her name is Sarah Heineman, and you can check out her uh, Sarah Heineman Studio is her Instagram. Okay. And uh, and uh, it's it's Heineman. I think is yeah. I think I do know is H E I N A M A double N, and. Uh, you can see her, her bronze works in there. They're incredible. She's very, very talented. Lovely. Yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm going to find it and I'm going to put it right below the video so everybody can go and uh, check it out and follow her. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. Um, going back to Warrior. Uh, yes. Yeah. You you've done you've done good. Uh, going back to Warrior for uh, for a few more questions there. Um, the character that you're playing, and uh, you know, Liv was kind enough to say that you're the farthest from the character that you're playing to you know who you are as a person. Uh, so, being that uh, Buckley is so different, uh, what were some of the challenging parts of playing somebody who is that different from you? Mm. Um, well, I guess you know it's always an opportunity to look at your own shadow. Yeah. And to explore the darker parts of of, of one's own psyche, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, to find them, to find those parts of us within ourselves, and because they're there, mm -hmm. we're all you know we we all as as humans I believe you know we we we, we the coding is there, 
Yep. We, you know, so it's, it's all, it's all there within us. Um, I suppose it was about finding, you know, I suppose the complex, uh, the complexities <coughs> of, of Buckley, um, you know, and, and finding the, I suppose the big challenge was, was, was justifying, uh, yeah. finding ways in which to justify or explain, not justify, because I mean, I can't as, as Langley justify uh, his racism uh, and his, you know, the, the, the way in which his, uh, or the, the reason why his, the reason behind his political motives um, are not something I can identify with, but looking deeper into him, into his history, into what has turned him into this kind of human being, if you will uh that's why it was it was it was just such a nice gift to have that kind of backstory yeah. become a part of of his on-screen journey um but it was you know that was something that jonathan had explained would become you know uh that the audience would would be shared with the audience in season two um, and so it was very generous in, in uh, sharing Buckley's backstory with me before we actually shot the pilot. Um, I think trauma, that kind of trauma does, can do, you know, some really destructive, weird things to people. Yeah. Um, and yes, it also has turned Buckley into someone who's very strong and very resilient. Mm-hmm. Um, so I suppose you know that the, the resilience part of him was something that I could identify with, and and admire. Um, uh, being an endurance athlete, there's 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 uh, I suppose there's a, a respect for Buckley that I recognized uh, in, in his ability to kind of stick with it, no matter how hard it is, yeah. and how painful it could be. The process of showing up every day, and he does, man. I mean, it's you know he's. Uh, He's, he has surmount, he's surmounted some really incredible challenges yeah. and to, to, to live as a political animal in, this, in, in the world in the way in which he does, I think is, it's taken a lot of courage and a lot of, of self-belief. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So I really, I like that part of him and I was able to kind of connect with him and that was my way in, in terms of finding a way to love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, you know, every now and then be able to just give a flicker of, of humanity yeah. so that the audience can, you know, at least, uh, if not empathize with them, can at least go, yeah, there's, we can still see that there, he's not a monster. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a human being under all that. Yeah. It's important. Uh, cause we, we never want somebody who we just love or hate, you know, there, there has to be, yeah. a person there. Um, Absolutely. I, I really liked, um, you know, when I started to kind of respect uh, Buckley, by the way, is when, um, when Leary, you know, approached him and pulled the knife uh, on him, uh, yeah. you know, obviously trying to scare him. And Buckley was not scared at all. Uh, yeah. And I really started to kind of respect uh, him of saying, well, he's not just the guy who's protected and uh, works in the shadows, he's, he's a tough guy himself. Uh, yeah. he just, you know, he has uh, some physical limitations. So um, it was, it was also a good moment to see. 
yeah, I mean, he's not scared of having a knife put into him. Yeah. He's more afraid of the physical contact because he knows that of the, he knows the response that that elicits within him. He's, and he, he knows why. I mean, he's, you know, he has these, this, this massive kind of OCD around human contact and around yeah. germs, I suppose, cleanliness because of, of his trauma in the hospital. Yeah. And, uh, and that's his, that's his demon that he has to kind of, he has to fight and learn to control and overcome in season two, as he steps into the light. Yeah. And, and uh, it was one of my favorite moments of when he's being sworn in uh, as mayor. Um, and he, yeah, that moment where he goes, well, okay. And that's, it's, you know, he has to kind of step into that and, and step into that fear yeah. and, and, and move past it, move through it. And he does. Yeah, because and then, his ambition is so great yeah. that it gets him through it. He knows what he has to do. Yeah, and in ten, when uh, when Penny slaps him, uh, yeah. it, it was that kind of juxtaposition of all of the emotions of, oh, okay, I have a way out. Ooh, I just got touched. Uh, it's like all of these things that I saw you playing, and when you know after after episode nine when they yeah. showed the, kind of the preview for 10 and you pulling the letter opener, we knew yeah. you were going to stab uh, Penny. You know, yeah. I, I don't know if anybody believed that uh, Penny was going to get stabbed. We just yeah. didn't know what was going to happen with that. Didn't know that he, what he, was, he was actually going to stab himself. It was reading that episode. It was just, it was one of those moments where you read it on the page and you, you kind of go, oh my God, that is so brilliant. Yeah. It was, it was it shocking. Was, uh, and yeah. It was it was perfect because that's what Buckley would do. He would yeah. find the he would find the right you know kind of thing to uh, to push, uh, yeah. even if it you know it means that he's gonna get hurt in the process. So yeah. um, talking to Joanna, she was saying that that scene ended up being uh, ended up being her scene after she gets institutionalized. So yes. uh, and she uh, she was using all of that emotion. And, and trauma of being tied to a bed screaming where she walked into the room and said, Mr. Buckley, you know, yeah. all of that, you know, anger she was, uh, she was able to utilize. And then yeah. she said, when you, you know, stabbed yourself, obviously there had to be blood. There wasn't, it was, it was kind of a very technical thing. What, uh, what ended up happening there? It just, uh, I'm, I'm assuming there is a bag of- Yeah, we had a bag. We had a bag and uh, we had a, um, obviously, you know, we had a, um, a dummy for the the, 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 the letter opener, yeah. which, which did have a, a little edge to it. Okay. So obviously the blade wasn't there. It was the, we had the handle sticking out and we had a little edge uh, that was just sharp enough to pierce the bag. Mm -hmm. And obviously we did a couple, you know, we did, we did angles with the, the full blade in yep. and, and would cut uh, as I was going down, yep. obviously just before before I stabbed myself, and then and then we did several versions with the um, mm -hmm. uh, with the dummy uh, with the the little blade. And uh, trying to remember, I, I think we had I think we only had we had three three shirts. So we had we had, I think we had three three goes at it. Okay, uh, and we I think we got it on the second go. 
that's that's the that's the part that I love. Again, I'm 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 an actor, so you know some, yeah. some of these I'm privy to, but people don't yeah. realize, like you know, when when the, we're dealing with fights, right? Yeah. Obviously, the people are not hitting, uh, you know, at full uh, full uh, full strength, but yeah. there is a lot that goes to it. There are a lot of inserts. There is a lot of cutting. There is all sorts yeah. of things that editing has to do in order to make it look right. So. Yeah. Things like that. It's three shirts that you have to go through with, you know, different bags, just to make yes. sure that it gets uh, yeah. properly shown. And sometimes, and sometimes, you know, the, the you're prepared to let someone slap you on the face. It's gonna, mm -hmm. it's gonna look real. Yeah. How many times? Well, so it was, it was three times with uh, that uh, Joanna had a chance to uh, to slap you. Um, I can't remember how many times she actually slapped me. Um, my main concern was uh, because there, you know, with Buckley's beard, some of that is my real beard, and, and but but makeup had to actually to make it a, his beard that perfect because mm. I've got quite a patchy beard. They had to actually add some hair in. My main concern was that she would she would get my, get me so hard on the, the the beard on the face that some of the hair would come out of my beard. So between takes, I was, is the beard okay? Is the beard yeah. alright? Oh, good. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> That's really, really good. Um, any any improv that uh, that you had a chance, or everything was uh, straight to the script? Uh, in that scene? No, just in general. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, you know, the the I think the the majority of the uh, of the improv that happened uh, mostly happened with Christian. Uh, who played Mayor Blake? Um, I can't remember the lines. But there were, I think, there were a couple of lines there that that weren't scripted that ended up uh, in the show. Um, and he was, I mean, he was just, he was just so brilliant. <coughs> so he was so great and mm -hmm. so funny. His timing, I mean, he's, you can see he's, you know, classically trained theatre actor just because his his timing was always so good. Yeah. Uh, he it was interesting with him. I started rewatching, uh, you know, once we got done with season two, I started rewatching, yeah. uh, you know, season one. And yeah. it was, uh, I was actually uh, shocked when I saw Christian in the pilot and he was different Blake. He was a much, uh, kind of a much tougher, uh, more, more kind of cunning, uh, serious uh, Blake. Uh, yeah. And then he, uh, you know, uh, whether it's the writing, whether it's him feeling what you know what Blake was about, but he yeah. became what we I remember him as. But yeah. season, season one, uh, the pilot, that was a mm -hmm. different Blake. It was a much harder, uh, harder mayor. I always w enjoy watching the progression of characters during mm -hmm. you know through the different seasons of shows because you can see the actors as people growing within the role. Yep. Um, you know, I was very late to the party in terms of watching uh, Schitt's Creek. And uh, yeah, and uh, we, we're almost finished season six at the moment and uh, really enjoying that. And, and it's just, it's been such a joy to watch the, the progression of, of the characters, but also see how the actors have, have grown into the roles. And, uh, you know, that's so much part of it. It's the, that is one of the, the joys of, of doing a, a television vision show over a number of years, I guess, is that you you get a chance to bring the parts of you that grow 
to the character. And that's the part that me as an actor, I haven't had a chance to experience yet. And I want to so desperately. Uh, right. Because doing co-stars, doing kind of these, uh, even, even larger indies, uh, yeah. there's not that chance to really sink your teeth into, uh, into a role. There's not yeah. enough time or not enough takes for it. And yeah. you make choices, you do you know, what, uh, what you think is going to work best, and that's it. Uh, yeah. like, I want to do TV series. I want to have a chance to really play. Yeah, man, it, it, it is. It's a, it's, it's, I know it, look, it's a, I know it's a, it's a huge, it's a huge privilege because there are just so many talented actors out there yeah. who, who, who haven't yet got the chance to, to explore it. So there's not a moment that goes by on set when I don't, you know, when I, I'm not deeply appreciative of how lucky and fortunate I am. And I guess that's also what is so special about this show is is the family feel that we have. Everyone on the show is is. I'm not just selling the show, but this cast is really special in terms of the the people involved. They're all just really amazing people with huge hearts, um, and and certainly the the, the cast. Uh, the kind of work they did in the townships here, the, the way that people wanted to get involved with the communities here uh, when they on, the, on their days off was really inspiring, um, and that was that was you know so it was really we just we had a really good kind of family feel. So that was everybody, and again, you were the sixth uh, person that I you know I, I feel privileged uh, to talk to from the show, but. Everybody has been incredible. Uh, I am not blowing smoke up anybody's, you know what? Everybody really is awesome. Uh, yeah. It's just such such a great. You guys are close knit uh, family still. It's been a year and a half since you shot it, and yeah. everybody is still uh, still you know talking. Everybody is still in contact. Um, yeah. I, I've been really really impressed uh, with everybody. And in terms of the pure acting ability. You know, I, I mentioned to Joe Joanna that I'm blown away by by her acting and all of the emotion, everything that's happening in the eyes, take after take that I know it uh, it she has to go through and still show that surprise and everything that you know changes into her body when Assam uh, you know gets close, like just next level stuff. Who, in your opinion? You know, without without uh, uh, upsetting anybody, but who do you think was the best actor uh, from a pure acting ability on the show? I know it's it's a ridiculously tough question, but yeah, I can't I can't answer that. There, yeah. There's um, there just there are too many there are too many amazingly wonderfully talented people on the show. Yeah. Um, I, I can certainly tell you who, who uh, uh, you know, in terms of who's had to work the hardest. Uh, um, I mean, we are, we are fortunate in having an incredibly talented leading man uh, who has also done the work and he shows up, uh, you know, with his, his the, the fight work, the, just the, the kind of physical toll that his fight work has you know that isn't it's just so demanding i can't say who's who's the best actor i'd I, 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 yeah 
I don't think I'm a very critical person, so I, I, I'm, I'm just in awe. Yeah. Uh, I'm in awe of my, my fellow workers. I really am. There, and, and, there's, and there's no there's no one amongst them who has a huge ego and is kind of unpleasant mm -hmm. to be around in any way. They're all just amazing. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you again. It's like I couldn't pick... They're all best actors, all of them. Yeah. Um, it's, it's true. I, as an actor, I would pause as I'm watching. I would pause and then rewind because there are certain moments that I just had to watch from a pure acting perspective. Uh, I did that with yeah. I did that with Kieran. You know, I did that yes. with jo Joanna many times. Like, it's just... Yes. They're really, really, really special. Um, uh, it's, yeah, and uh, I, I agree with you on it. Um, how is it, uh, again, talking just from the acting side, uh, you had a chance to work in the US. Um, you know, you've been working obviously in South Africa. How is the acting you know, industry in South Africa? Um, I, I know that you've been in some, uh, some big movies that came to South Africa to shoot, uh, you know, Invictus uh, being one of them. But what is the industry like? Um, are there a lot of actors that are able to, uh, to make uh, enough money to, uh, to have that as a profession? Because you know, I, I know what it's like on the US side. What is it like in South Africa? Yeah. Um, I would say it is big enough to make a living uh, as an actor. Um, yeah, I, I guess like actors everywhere, you've got to have a you've got to have a side gig, right? You've yeah. got to have something else. You've got to have a side hustle. Um, you know, for me, it's always been voice work. So I would, it would be the, the, the vocal performance stuff would be. I mean, there've been years when the voice work has been my bread and butter and has paid the bills. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I've been you know when when the when the screen screen stuff has been quiet and. And also often, you know, the, the voice work has enabled me to be able to do theater because, you know, like theater everywhere, unless you're a big name, yeah. the, the, money's, the money's laughable. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, we, we, we certainly facilitate a lot of uh, big commercials uh, and, and feature films. And we can, I guess, as Cape Town, facilitate three or four really big series every year. Okay. So there is, there is, um, there, there's certainly a lot of work available uh, as a local hire, but, but certainly nowhere near uh, the scale of, of say Canada or, or right. places like that. I mean, I know that, I mean, Canada right now and, and is, is one of the few places in the world where the, where they're really busy. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of productions underway in Canada right now. There's, there's very little happening here because obviously because of, because of COVID. Um, and there are certainly some, some big productions that are slated for early next year, but okay. it remains to be seen whether we'll actually get them underway when, when they want to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. keep those fingers crossed and knock on wood, do all the, all the right things, all the things we need to do, pray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. and uh, again, you know, Warrior, uh, I think all, all of you guys, uh, you know, were slated that this was going to be a six, uh, you know, six year uh, kind of a, a swing. I know because of the restructuring yeah. company with Cinemax and HBO, yeah. you know, that's up in the air. 
now with HBO Max uh, and the series going on there in January, hopefully you're going to get a wider audience, even though yeah. uh, HBO Max and uh, with <laughs> what happened with Warner Brothers, uh, there's so much heat that they're taking right now. So I yeah. think that, uh, you know, eventually you'll start uh, kind of picking things up. Where would you, uh, I don't know if uh, you and JT uh, had these questions, uh, had these discussions, but where would you personally like to see, um, you know, Buckley go in season three? Yeah. Um, he certainly has uh, ambitions of, 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 of going further than, than yeah. just the city. Yep. So, um, you know, what I, I, what I would like to see is, is perhaps something something surprising that would perhaps entail a, some kind of, of come down yeah. for him uh, where he would have to take a long, hard look at himself and actually there'd be room for personal growth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand this is television. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you never know. I mean, stranger things have happened. The, uh, mm -hmm. The funny thing is that there was actually a guy by the name of Buckley um, in the political world of San Francisco at the time of the show okay. in the late 1870s. And he was, although not the mayor, mm -hmm. he was very close to, he was, uh, um, he had serious political influence and certainly uh, influenced the mayor. Um, and and was a political figure in the in the the city council, and he also got involved with one of the tongs, what? and uh, and and went into business with uh, with one of the tongs. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. They might they might draw inspiration from from the real life Buckley and. Uh, and we, we might, we might, I mean, we're already seeing him in, in, uh, at least not in bed with Myling in that way, but in, you know, yeah. from a business point of, point of view, for sure. Uh, so maybe that'll, that'll be explored a little more. Who knows? We'll find Your out. Good mind, man. Huh? <laughs> I said, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my goodness, everybody. And uh, Diane does uh, such a great job as Mylan. Uh, yeah. But, you know, she is not a character that people love very much. Uh, you know, you and her are the, are the two most uh, disliked characters on the show based on the Facebook group. You know, uh, there is a, there is a, yeah. there are two warrior Facebook groups. Uh, and yeah. Oh, that's funny. Huh? That's funny. I'm not on Facebook, so I don't know these things. So please tell me more. Yeah, well, the uh, the words are... hate group for Buckley on Facebook? Uh, not that I know. Uh, oh, okay. One, <laughs> it's for the whole show. But yes, okay. basically, I think, you know, I think uh, Myling is the evil uh, incarnate uh, and you're, yeah. you're the second uh, on that list. So oh, good. Even though, again, they're they're showing, they're showing, um, uh, and they did a really nice job to show that the humanity of of Mylene as well. So yeah. they 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 keep kind of 
dropping things in of they're, you know, they're real people, that they are not horrible people. It just, they do bad things for many yep. different reasons. But uh, I, I'm just wondering if you've gotten, you know, hate mail or anything else of saying, how dare you as Buckley? No, no, no. I mean, you know, fortunately, <laughs> there, 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 there don't seem to be any, any people crazy enough out there to, to blur the lines of reality that much. Mm -hmm. Everyone realizes I'm just an actor. So even even uh, even the people who are hateful of 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 Buckley and love to hate him have been very kind, and complimentary. Good. Um, so I'm glad to hear that because no one's been abusive in any way. Listen, would. acting is acting. You should be commended for playing such a you know such a character and yeah. not being like that character. So uh, I I'm hoping that this uh, interview gives a chance. Uh, you know, for people to see who you are, so they they feel better about Buckley. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, thank you so much for uh, for jumping on. I really appreciate it. Um, I I know you've mentioned that you were late. You know, uh, I didn't get a chance to put my response in there at that time, so I'm going to do it now. You know, better late than never. Off. Uh, paraphrasing Mel Brooks, it's good to be the mayor. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. And good things come to those who wait. So thanks for waiting, man. <laughs> a lot of fun. And I'm, I hope you're feeling better soon and that you're, uh, yeah, that COVID is, is, a, is a thing of the past really soon. And, and you, I'm glad you've been on the treadmill. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm going to go do some yoga now. I'm going to go do some stretching and uh, take some more cough medicine so uh, I can... <laughs> And enjoy the chiropractor when you finally get out. God. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Perfect. Okay, man. Thank, you. Thank you, Langley. Really appreciate it. Uh, and thanks to everybody for tuning in and to another episode of The Love of Acting. I know you love uh, acting. I know you love Warrior as much as I do. So uh, please, you know, find uh, Langley's girlfriend. Uh, continue watching Warrior. Continue signing the petition. We need season three, four, five, and six and to continue these conversations. Take care, everybody.